in life, you, keep, you have to keep setting goals and working towards them. And sometimes you gotta achieve goals that are bigger than you and keep pursuing them. And even if you don't achieve them, that's okay. Welcome to the last 15 with Safe and Amin. Join us as we talk about the stock market, the economy, the latest headlines, and our daily lives recorded live during the last 15 minutes of the market and posted right after the closing bell. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Safe and Amin may retain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. Welcome back to the last 15. Thank you. How's your day? So, it was good, other than the fact that we're not recording this during the last 15 minutes of the market due to some uh, technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, that's the first one so far. That's okay. So uh, anyways, uh, what's going on in the markets today? They seemed uh, pretty red to me. Uh, yeah, it finished higher than uh, I think in mid-afternoon where the Dow was down, was it 700 points? Closed around 400 points, which is not so bad. Um, I mean, I'd rather see the S&P around here or maybe around 2790. That's where we have support or perhaps see, uh, you know, remain flat for a couple of days. That'll be good to bring down the volatility. So that's pretty good, I think. Um, A lot of people freaking out, but uh, nothing has changed. So shouldn't be a huge concern. What's going on with oil? Oil, uh, I think, broke uh, $20 again today for the second time in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, can we, it stay uh, this low? Yeah. Um, it, it can. It can stay this low, but it won't stay this low forever, right? Um, uh, I'm not well, sure know, about You the... know the saying, you know the saying. Uh, mm-hmm. well, what's that saying where the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's... So, that's if you're leveraged. What if you're not leveraged? What if you're one-to-one? Can you still maintain solvency even though the market's uh, irrational, especially when you're uh, selling short of puts? If you're not 85 years old and you don't want uh, to sell your stocks for retirement or whatnot, then uh, you should be okay. Here's my question to you, and let's uh, just address the elephant in the room here. Did you have a very bad trade today? You seem down. I think everyone in the podcast can tell <laughs> you're not you're not bringing the same energy to this podcast as you do to uh, the other podcasts that we've uh, recorded. Uh, what's going on? Any bad so trades today? Today, I did not make any changes. Well, I did not add any positions. I just uh, closed one very old position, and that was it. Well, what did you close? A uh, match. I had a few shares of match, which I closed, but uh, that's that's it. And it was profitable, but, but not much. We don't Only talk about uh, we don't talk about match a lot. Uh, that's one of your uh, favorite picks. We'll have to definitely talk about that on a future episode of the podcast. For sure. But uh, back to oil. Uh, so global demand in April uh, was forecasted to drop by 29 million barrels per day, which is a level not seen in over yeah. a quarter of a century. Yeah. Uh, and 2020 it looks like is probably going to be the worst year in the history of global oil markets uh, ever. Yeah, so adjusting for inflation, I, I believe it's uh, probably at an all-time low. Probably, uh, or, or or close to that. Well, at least lower than it where it was 20 years ago. Because if I you go back, to... To... pardon me. Yeah, go ahead. If you go back in time, uh, maybe 15, 20 years ago, when oil was about 20 bucks or around there. If you adjust for inflation, that that means it was way more expensive, right? 
that's probably around. So, so yeah. if we adjust for inflation, technically, oil is worth five dollars in 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 well, uh, the previous quarter century, probably decade. at least half. So it was three percent over twenty years, uh, seventy divided by ten. Yeah, that, at least half. Wow. So uh, obviously, we're we're in Canada. Our main concern is uh, Canadian oils. Uh, I know that uh, you were telling me earlier. Uh, how many days left before Canada runs out of room to store all the oil that we're not selling? <laughs> um, so if nothing does change on the supply side and the demand side, um, according to the numbers we have right now, we only have storage capacity. Uh, for another three days of production at current rates, which is a huge concern. So, so the f- the farmers are pouring milk down the drain. Are we going to be uh, <laughs> pouring oil down the drain now too? Doesn't the cow get to keep it? <laughs> no, they they still milk the shit out of the cows, uh, and they just pour it down the drain. They throw it, they throw it out. But what are we going to do with the oil? Are we just going to store it in the reservoirs? Or like- so, so well, there, there's a couple of ways you can deal with this, right? So, uh, of course, you can always shut down your wells, but then there's a, there's a cost associated with turning your wells back on. So that's not always the smartest thing to do. Um, you can sell your oil at a significant discount, right? Um, and in, in the Canadian market, that, that might not be a very good idea. Well, there's different types of oil in Canada, right? If you're talking about uh, the Western Canadian Select, which is usually heavier oil that they mix um, with some light crude oil in order to ship, that one will not be economic. Um, So if they do not have capacity in uh, Northern Alberta to store that oil, then that would be uh, a problem and perhaps shutting down would be appropriate. Again, I'm not the expert here. This is my opinion um and uh if it's um perhaps on the lighter end um you can probably ship that at a significant discount which is uh, to the united states and that's already happening right so you just take a bigger hit which is not really good so you've seen that reflect in uh canadian oil and gas companies this week especially a month uh, yeah today as well huskies down yeah, 10 and, uh... energy down 15 so, so far, I've only seen one oil company do a reverse split uh, in order to stay listed on an exchange, a reverse stock split. What was it, like uh, 600, a, a 1 to 600 or 600 to 1, 1 to 600? Was that what it was? Uh, I thought it was 1 to 1,000, but maybe 600. Um, because it, they, it went something from 15 cents to $35. A cheapsake energy, if anyone's interested in actually uh, looking up the name. Uh, I know you're holding a very big position, so now you Chesapeake? probably have a yeah, Ch- Ch- Chesapeake, Ch- Chesapeake. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, are we well, expecting so... to see more uh, reverse stock splits in order for companies to stay listed on the exchanges? Because I, I, first of all, getting delisted is very bad, and doing a reverse stock split, I don't know which is worse. So uh, you probably know more about this. So once you get delisted, right? Uh, what happens to the sh- uh, shareholders? Do you mind uh, explaining that to us? So there's multiple levels of uh, delistation. So the, the premier uh, exchanges, you know, the NASDAQ, the New York Stock Exchange, are considered to be, uh, if we compare it to football, like the Premier League. You can get delisted to the lower exchanges, 
uh, kind of venture? the venture exchange in that in case of Toronto. So you have the TSX, you have the TSX venture. Those are like for startups, and then you can get delisted further into the pink pink slips, basically penny stocks, and then you can get delisted further where you can only have your shares traded physically over the counter. So uh, it's it's looking very bleak uh, for these companies, but yeah. I think it's so, looking so, a lot. So go ahead. So uh, on like if going back to Chesapeake, right? Um, it was attractive. Uh, well, if you were to adjust the risk back then, it was perhaps attractive uh, below a dollar, right? But the problem is that the company had a significant amount of debt, and um, after the pandemic hit, and oil dropped even uh, oil uh, oil price dropped uh, even more significantly, right? Um, then now it was concerned of will they stay alive because the debt burden has um, got into a point where perhaps they can't meet their obligations from current cash flow. Um, and, and, and that's why I, I think Chesapeake for now is, uh, I wouldn't, you know, touch it with a 60 foot level. pole. <laughs> You're a bag holder at this level. That's correct. Yeah, bag holder. Just a few. But, well, we uh, do wish you all the yeah, best. You, uh, honestly, at this point, those shares are close to a write-off, um, unless something extremely uh, significant changes in oil price or they get acquired. But with how much that they have on hand on the books, and uh, yeah, I don't know even if their assets will probably be worth the same after you know oil dropped so much. So, all I know is we may uh, we may be personally attending the auctions. I'm looking to get a popcorn machine or an espresso machine for a significant discount uh, after they file. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah. mo- monetarily speaking, how how much would you be down if that position was indeed a write off? Because I know you are balls deep in energy. Just wondering how deep you are in uh, cheapskate. Is it Ch- cheapsake? Ch- <laughs> Chesapeake, uh, more than fifty percent. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Perhaps so he, sixty something by now. Is, say that again. For, yeah, for sure, more than fifty. Perhaps in the sixty percent plus. Range. Well, I mean, these days, who isn't down more than fifty percent? <laughs> uh, what is down more than fifty percent though are bank earnings. Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, both reporting today. They missed by uh, multiple in, in the uh, multiple digits. So uh, Goldman missed by eighteen cents uh, on EPS. Well, what's that percentage wise? Um, I'm actually not so J- JP Morgan missed by two thirds uh, yesterday. So I think JP Morgan uh, reported earnings per share of seventy eight cents yesterday. Um, when they were expected to earn 2.65. I actually tried to sell some puts on JP Morgan today, but uh, they got rejected by my So broker. believe it or not, Goldman Sachs actually beat revenue estimates by $820 million, but it's still a decrease of uh, 0.8% year over year. And I think they did end up trading down. Bank of America reported EPS of $0.40, cents, missing the $0.60 cents consensus. But they ended the quarter with almost seven hundred billion dollars in liquidity. What's mm-hmm. that tell you about the uh, banking landscape going to the next quarter, Q two, which we are I mean, now? I, I mean, every into. major bank is talking about this, right? They're trying to build up their reserves, and by doing that, then you have less investment opportunity. Um, so it's kind of like saying, okay, we're if you're talking about Facebook and you have an advertising. Uh, platform that you want to sell to X amount of clients. Let's say you have a billion people. 
but now you're saying, oh no, we're just going to open that up to half a billion people. So the same way with banks, right? You, you're trying to build up more reserves. So you have to keep up more cash. So you can offer more uh, loans out to the public. And for a bank, liabilities are an asset, right? Right. So uh, they'll expect less revenue from that and because they're trying to build reserves. So the, the business is going to be more uh, constrained. Um, but in the long term, I mean, it's very difficult to value banks, but um, I, I want to see what Warren Buffett has to Buffett say. Buffett can do weeks. it. I was just about to say Buffett can yeah. do it. Buffett can do it, uh, but I want to see what he has to say in two weeks in the annual meeting, um, which you can live stream, by the way. I think it's on May 2nd. You know, we we should maybe record a podcast during that live stream so we can react live uh, to what Buffett <laughs> is saying. Yeah, why not? Um, and um, so if he's buying at those levels, then I'd be pretty comfortable buying. And I think he perhaps is adding to his positions. Who knows? Uh, another company that reported today, Afria, uh, a local Canadian uh, marijuana company. Oh, they beat a uh, 96.2% beat on revenue. How did the stock react? I think they were up 15% in the pre-market and uh, probably ended the day. Oh, wow. 9%. So they were, up, they were up double digits this morning and then they kept decaying and then they closed up uh, around 4.72%. So I bring this up because weed obviously uh, has been hammered mm-hmm. even before COVID. But now every time I go outside, I'm seeing people. They're lined up down the street <laughs> for weed, for alcohol. Is Afria or Aurora Cannabis one of my personal favorites? Are so Aurora those Cannabis buys now. Is Aurora yes. Cannabis buy? Because I think they're about to do a reverse stock split as well. It's not as extreme as with Cheapskate Energy. Oh, they are. Oh, <laughs> uh, on May twelfth, uh, Aurora Cannabis is going to do uh, a man. one to six uh, stock split in order to why the market, keep their share price above like a where, dollar. I don't get why the market is obsessed with. Uh, mar- uh, you know, splitting shares and reverse splitting shares. And then when they do that, everybody freaks out and their stock drops. It's but for a company like Aurora Cannabis, who already has over a billion outstanding shares, they're deliquidating the number of shares. So that's technically good for the shareholders, but the company is still going to be worth the exact same that it's worth now. That's how reverse stock splitting yeah. works. So, so you, don't, you don't have any uh, insight on it if weeds are buy at these levels? I mean, there has so to be more I did, upside. I did... I did swing trade Aurora once. Um, uh, Who hasn't? How long ago? <laughs> but they, they do look attractive in terms of, well, lo- looking at their balance sheet, right? They have, what is it? Um, about $5.5 billion. I'm looking at uh, the Canadian uh, ticker, which is acb.to. So all these figures are in Canadian dollars. But um, total assets of $5.5 billion. And their total liabilities are only one point one billion. And but those, those assets—is that just unsold weed? Does yeah, that so not have, have an expiry dig- date? Like, if they don't sell it within no. three years, if they don't, it, it has a shelf life. It must have a shelf life. No, those assets are not unsold weed for sure. In inventory, you can you can check the um, uh, the balance sheet, the annual uh, the balance sheet from last year. And the annual report, and I'm sure you can see uh, inventory on hand. It's going to be in the ten hundreds of millions. It's not going to be in the billions. I doubt. I doubt it's anywhere above a hundred million, to be honest. Um, 
it'll be interesting to look at those assets, see what they are. Uh, but their income is just uh, all over the place. So last last year, well, last quarter, they made 56 million in revenue and lost 1.2 billion. They they were they and, and, do a lot of acquisitions though. That's their problem. They've literally tried they yeah. tried to eat every single company that sh- showed up uh, on the market, and I think they stretched yeah. themselves too thin. So a real cannabis that's uh, not a buy for me, at especially not after yeah. a reverse stock split. Mm-hmm. But I do want to move on to a beloved ticker on this podcast, Tesla. So news out Tesla about Tesla registration today in China. A jump of 450% in Model 3 registrations in March and February. So what are people how many, doing? How many cars is that, though? Uh, I have no fucking idea. I think... Uh, what percent? 12, 000, what percent? So uh, 12,709 cars uh, from February's 2,314 cars. So they're selling two more versions of the Model 3 in China. There's Wait, the long on, range on, and the on, performance. They're selling 12,000 cars right now? They're selling 12,000 cars. They sold 12,000 cars in March. Oh, my God. Oh, in March. In China alone. In China alone. Okay, so let's say 100,000 cars a year in China. Uh, That's about uh, one-fifth of their business because they sell, what, 500,000 cars a year? Last year, they came close to a million. Oh, a million? Yes. Oh, that's even worse. So one-tenth of the business is China, and the stock just reacted like... Oh, man, I, I don't understand Tesla, honestly, but. Uh, but we have to keep uh, in mind, this is just registrations. It doesn't mean that those vehicles weren't necessarily purchased. They could be leased. I know Tesla leasing yeah, is but going the, but, but the bulk of, But the bulk of the sales are probably North America and then uh, Europe. Um, Actually, so you'd be surprised. That... So n- now that Gigafactory uh, Shanghai GF3 is up and running and uh, GF4 in Berlin. Uh, Germany, maybe uh, perhaps uh, Sammy can visit uh, that place. He'll be on the podcast, by the way, to discuss uh, his time at EA. So, uh, so here's how I see it, right? And this is based on nothing. Um, wait, but what? If I was on... <laughs> no, because I have to review the fundamentals, right? I don't know what their uh, estimates are. Well, fundamentals. Uh, this... Tesla literally has a better balance sheet than GM and Ford now. Yeah, but they're they're going to miss big time. Of course they're gonna miss, on, but they're, they're not. Remember yeah. what I said in Q2 of last year? They just, after such a horrible quarter, they just have to not miss as bad as the market thinks, and then they rally. 25% yeah, but it's gonna reporting. be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be very bad. Um, yeah. If I was on my deathbed right now and I had a hundred thousand dollars to uh, burn, because uh, you know who's gonna inherit that money, right? Um, and I was to place one last bet. It would be a put on Tesla. Wow. Before earnings. I, I, t- I take that personally. Be- before, before doing any homework. Um, so you're, you're it, willing to like, go in how blind does it, how does, with no homework. How does it make sense? Like, how does it make sense? Every Okay, I'm not saying Tesla is not a good company. I'm not saying uh, uh, there's a, uh, you know, a lot of money to perhaps to be made on the long term betting on Tesla. But... In the next two or three months, it's going to be bad. Why is every other like major airline, major car manufacturer, major business down, while uh, Tesla's up? Like how how does that make any sense? Well, when you're in Just quarantine, you, you buy an electric car. That's a new thing. 
I'm not even kidding you. Uh, the guy who lives above me, he just got a Model Three, dual motor. It's a it's a beautiful it's like car. That it's like that joke. Um, a doctor, a vegan, and a Tesla owner walk into a bar. How do you know who's who? Oh. <laughs> They'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I think the joke is, uh, how do you know there's a pilot in a room? They'll tell you. It's about pilots. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, anyways, I, I guess we don't have time to get. Uh, we don't have any time to get to any listener questions today, and. Uh, we don't have time to really discuss what happened uh, at the market close because it closed two hours ago. And actually, Trump is giving his uh, daily press conference today. I think we exceeded 2 million cases worldwide today. And uh, the market is definitely feeling the uncertainty now that more uh, mm-hmm. corporate earnings are coming out. So do you, think what, what, we're, we're, what? Yeah. do you think we're going to have a V-shaped recovery, an L-shaped recovery, a C-shaped recovery? What kind of recovery do you think we'll have? Um, I'm going to follow Ray Dalio and say it's not going to be a V-shaped recovery. This is a perfect, perfect introduction to the main point of our podcast tomorrow, the main discussion topic, which will be the huge, yeah. it's gonna one, be a billion, route. The huge $1 billion put that Ray Dalio bought right before the collapse of the markets. Last15pod at gmail.com. We'll see you guys tomorrow, hopefully during the last 15. I mean, any final words? Will tomorrow be green? Um, well, that's what I, I was just going to ask you that. Um, I, I would hope that the, the market just bounces up a little to uh, another 1%, perhaps, to 27.90 on the S&P, and then hold support there flat for the rest of the week. But we'll see what happens. You know what? I can't ever tell if the market is lagging or foreshadowing what's about to happen. But I feel as more corporate <laughs> earnings come out, the worse that it will get. So it's, it's yeah, going to be but, a rough quarter. That's yeah. all I have to say. I, even the investors themselves don't even know what they're doing. I mean, like like today, it's like, oh, the market's down because of fears of coronavirus. I mean, the virus has been going on for like weeks or months now. <laughs> and you just wake up this morning you're, and you're in shock because you see the numbers. I think we should just stop just... watching CNBC in general. I think uh, they just have a template <laughs> for those uh, notifications and they just throw that in yeah. and then put amid fears that coronavirus is spreading faster than initially anticipated. That is true. Uh, anyways, we'll see anyway. you last 15 pot at gmail.com. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.